United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. I'm Julie Mason. Lucy Kurtzer-Ellenbogen is director for Israeli-Palestinian conflict in the U.S. Institute of Peace, here to talk about Israel's recent elections and uh, attempts to form a government. Lucy, welcome back. Thank you, Julie. Good to be on the show. I think we are, we are not sufficiently alarmed by what's happening in Israel. Um, well, the, uh, the outcome of the recent elections has certainly given many within Israel, frankly, and those uh, watchers of Israel from outside, among Israel's allies, allies uh, force for concern. Um, you know, th- this is the first time in, it's, it's been uh, a little over three and a half years and five elections. And on the mm-hmm. plus side, after that amount of time, there's finally some numeric stability. It looks like there will be a coalition that can hold, um, that goes substantially over the number needed for a majority. But I think the concern that you're talking about is the fact that that stability has been bought at the cost of um, that coalition being strengthened by ultra-nationalist, racist, very extreme parties. Yes, basically, as I understand, Netanyahu threw his lot in with that group as a means to power, and now he's got to be with them. Uh, Yeah, that's correct. I mean, what's interesting is when you look at the numeric breakdown uh, of the vote, and this is not an unfamiliar story to many of us watching democratic elections uh, around the world in recent years, the numeric breakdown of those who supported the pro-Netanyahu camp and the anti-Netanyahu camp, and that's essentially how this election broke down and how, in fact, the elections have broken down over the last three and a half years. But those numbers aren't so far different. But you are right that Netanyahu was... uh, was uh, very strong on being able to unite those who would enter into a coalition with him. And he did that by cobbling together, bringing together basically three small parties on the extreme right, getting them to run in one single party, which enabled that party to cross the threshold. And now in some sense, he owes them a debt because they are are what will enable him uh, to, to hold on to a government. What is going on? What is going on in Israel that, that this particular group, not only aspires to power, but is being given power. Well, you know, as I said, in many ways, this is more a story of the mechanics of Israeli political, of the political system, not solely. I mean, I think what you have seen over many years, um, there's been a really strong shift to um, right-wing identification in Israeli politics among the Jewish Israeli electorate over many years. Now, I should note here that right and left-wing in Israel tends to break down essentially as a proxy on how hawkish uh, or dovish are you uh, when it comes to relations, uh, Israeli-Palestinian relations, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict uh, and the occupation. There has been a shift to a right. Now, that can be explained by many phenomenon. You've seen it certainly at the height of the peace process in the early 90s. Uh, you you really had the heyday of the left wing and the peace camp. The second intifada and all the violence that ensued really decimated the left wing peace camp. And you've seen a shift to the right ever since then. Uh, but again, so you have, um, but the last few elections, as I mentioned, has really ended up being a proxy. Therefore, you, you've got this sort of strong, solid core of right wing voters, but Netanyahu himself has been a very polarizing figure. And so these last few elections have been about uh, those who don't want to see Netanyahu remain in power. Um, And so you saw in this last, the 
pr immediately preceding government, you saw that camp win by bringing together really an ideologically and politically disparate group of parties, everything from left-wing peace camp to right-wing to Islamist party that held together quite remarkably actually for about a year. But now what you're seeing um, is, is really a function of right-wing inclination, but essentially um, Netanyahu's mastery of the political system where he was really able to unite his camp in a way that the anti-Netanyahu camp just wasn't able to get itself together, such that while he united these three small ultra-right, ultra-nationalist parties to bring them into his coalition, um, there were a couple of parties on the anti-Netanyahu camp that refused to enter into um, vote sharing or even coalition agreements with other left-wing parties and didn't pass the threshold. So it became a numbers game to some extent as well. So what does this mean going forward for Netanyahu's relationship with the U.S. and what kind of public postures he's going to be taking? Well, I think this is the big question. You know, people who've watched Netanyahu for years, and we have had plenty of years to watch what Netanyahu looks like when he's in power. You know, he was prime minister for minister from 96 to 99 then had his comeback in 2009 where he remained at the helm of government until 2021 but people who watch him he, he typically for he for all his hawkish bluster if i may say has typically um ruled with an eye to as much stability and frankly military even caution as possible the question i think will be can he will he be able to get away with that uh with the current coalition makeup now there are two things here to look at one is relationship with the palestinians and the rest of the arab world and those two things itself are different maybe we can get into that but the other is so much of what happened here needs to be read through the lens of netanyahu's legal plight. He is on trial for um, charges of uh, bribery, breach of trust. Um, and one of the things Netanyahu wants most of all is for his trial, which is ongoing and can take a really long time in Israel, just the normal course of the legal process. He really wants that trial and the prospect of prison to go away. And he may be able to get that with these uh, ultra right wing parties who are willing to push forward legislation to to really change the justice system such that that might be a possibility. Wow. So, yeah. So so the question is, what are these as we go into these next few weeks of sort of the negotiations and bargaining for what this government's going to look like, who's going to get ministerships? What is the cost being extracted by these right wing parties to give Netanyahu what he wants, which is on the legal front? Wow. So interesting. Such a maneuvering business. Yes, indeed. Lucy Kurtzer, Ellen Bogan, director of director for Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program in the U.S. Institute of Peace. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you. Really great to talk. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.